0: You know, I went through it really fast there, but in that 10-year time period, I went from installing a box that had two gyroids in it yeah. and a big bulky piece of machine that you put on the steering wheel to now I'm working with an application you can download your phone to ID, weed or disease. It's just, it's crazy. And if that isn't a good case study of how this industry is growing and growing so fastly, I don't know what is.
1: The Growing the Future podcast is brought to you by Aberhart Egg Solutions. Join us as we talk to top entrepreneurs in the agricultural space about their methods of obtaining success in their endeavors. And now, your host Terry Aberhart.
2: Well, excited to be here at the uh, inaugural, I guess, AgSmart Smart Conference at, yeah. at Old College, and sitting here with uh, Brent Nickel. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing?
0: For sure, yeah. My name is Brent Nickel. I'm the uh, Business Development Manager for Canada for Zarvio Digital Farming Solutions, which is the digital platform for BSF. And today, as a past old college graduate, they asked me to come back and sort of talk about my... Experiences in the precision in precision ag for the last ten years.
2: Yeah, for sure, sure. sure. So this morning, I, I had the pleasure of taking in uh, your presentation, and I, I really liked uh, that you focused on kind of your personal experiences and and career and history in precision ag uh, so far. So why don't you you know share with our viewers a little bit about uh, what you shared in your presentation this morning?
0: Yeah, es- essentially, you know, I just really wanted to break down how I believe precision agriculture is really moving at an exponential rate. And I think I'm the best case study for it. When I uh, finished my time here at Old College, my first job was working for the local New Holland dealer, and I was installing uh, Easy Guide 500s and Easy yeah. e- Easy Guide Auto Steers, which uh, in my personal opinion, the most underrated piece of precision ag technology that's kind of gone through, uh, got under the rug a little bit. For sure. So, so yeah, and then from there, um, it really Spark my interest in terms of precision agriculture technologies and things that you know we can do with that and and how to, and how to grow um, from there, I worked for another company that focused a lot on egg research, which again sparked my interest in terms of the amount of work and effort that needs to go into certain products and equipment in order to get it up to a certain standard mm-hmm. that all growers want it to be and and again fell back into equipment, learned how to make green tractors, talk to borco drills yeah. and how to make your seed master work with New Holland. Uh, how to pull yield data off a, a CLAWS combine that still had a, a NEVIS monitor, which is a European monitor, <laughs> yeah. and transfer that information in and, and really start to put together everything from the equipment data to the as-applied data, the soil analysis, and, of course, the biomass data and how that can all sort of go into uh, return on investment mm-hmm. in, in an ROI. And then in my time, you know, more recently with Zarbio. Um, I lead the scouting app mm-hmm. um, for uh, North America, so it's simply, you, know, you download an app on your phone, you see a weed, yeah. you take a photo, we can come back and tell you what it is, and it's sort of, you know, I went through it really fast there, but in that 10 year time period, I went from installing a box that had two gyroids in it, yeah. and a big bulky piece of machine that you would put on the steering wheel, to now I'm working with an application, you can download your phone to ID weed or disease. It's just, it's crazy. And if that isn't a good case study of how this industry is growing and growing so fastly, I don't know what is.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think one of the huge challenges that we have, and also an opportunity uh, going forward, is just the the rapid uh, change and innovation that's coming into egg, especially when it comes to technology and precision, precision eggs and those kind of things. And I think that's partly the whole theme of uh, this AgSmart conference and what they're trying to do at Ole's College here with some of their new programs. It's it's really exciting. I was just curious, like in your mind, I mean, I know there's been a lots of really rapid advancements, even in the last few years. Um, and there's probably some of those things that farmers aren't even aware that are actually out there right now. Right. Um, can you think of a, an example or two of something that you've seen that's really exciting and uh, maybe people don't even know or quite is on the market right yeah now. the
0: stuff that's coming in for sure um you know one thing that i've been doing a lot of research on lately um had to do uh with crop plants and crop and, mm-hmm. and spray dusters and they in the agricultural market they're sort of a group that doesn't get a whole lot of attention yeah. that sort of get up in the air and go ahead and fly and we've been doing um, a lot of research the last few years on how we can actually take this whole you know uh precision fungicide and variable rate fungicide and actually incorporate that into aerial you know, yeah. and, and they have the technology to do so wow. and that's going to be definitely coming out I think next year oh, wow. and you know for you know especially groups in Manitoba who apply mm-hmm. a lot of their stuff by yeah. air you know that's a service that's going to be available to them really really soon and I think that's something that's you know no pun intended but really flowing under the radar yeah right.
2: that's cool they've probably got to have a little bit of a, a look ahead uh, yeah you've got to have that look yeah. ahead yeah. function yeah for sure pretty good when yeah. you're flying hundred miles an hour, putting yeah. chemical on hey. So, no, one hundred
0: percent. And then, and there's still, you know, lots of other things. I think these groups are constantly developing and coming up with new and unique ideas. You know, the concept of a smart sprayer is something that is being, you know, beta tested right now mm-hmm. on a demonstration level, where yeah. you know you could go out and you use, you know, a scouting algorithm and cameras to actually ID a plant mm-hmm. on the fly and yeah. apply the correct herbicide in time to make sure you get, um, you know, that standard coverage. You know these are all technologies that are out there already yeah and they're coming down it's not just you know the the big three groups you know, yeah. working on these things there's lots of little companies coming up with great yeah. ideas
2: so what are you most excited about say in the next uh three to five years what are you most excited about um that you see evolving or, or maybe something that you think is going to come out a little bit of left field that yeah. we're not all thinking about yet? yeah you know the and
0: this isn't just because we're at old college they're <laughs> their launch of their new techronomy program Mm -hmm. and persistent agriculture program. For someone who's been doing this for so long and went to the school, if that option was there when Mm -hmm. originally I went, I think I would have been all over it. And, you know, as all these new technologies come out and the farms grow and, you know, they become more, you know, corporate for lack of a better term, you're going to need people like this Mm -hmm. that will be able to tie this equipment together. And I really think the quiet story in the next four to five years is going to be what these graduates can actually bring into the marketplace Mm -hmm. and and what they're able to bring to it. So I I truly think that's going to be the story of Precision Ag coming out for us.
2: For sure, that's interesting. I mean, one thing that I've really noticed going, traveling around to some of these different Precision conferences and and working networking with some really progressive farms in the States and stuff that are really focusing on this thing is there's there's kind of this gap or lack in the market of basically the geek squad of agriculture, and I think you know you and me would consider ourselves those those kind of geeks but there yeah. there hasn't been you know an official kind of program and a system to create and develop that and and so i think that's a really exciting opportunity and one of the things that i thought was really interesting is some of these companies like bulls farming is one i can think of it in particular in the us where they they're hiring like um you know engineers and uh computer programmers and stuff Totally not having anything to do with agriculture and the farm, yeah. but they're hiring these young bright um, students out of a university and putting them onto all kinds of data projects and yeah. and precision projects on the farm, and I think it's just a really cool, yeah. cool thing.
0: And I think that what this will do, it will sort of marriage both of those thoughts, mm-hmm. right? So you know, you have your agronomists, you know, kids who grew up farming, boots on the ground, and you combine that with learning the engineering technologies. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's where you're going to see the real connection is. You know, a, a lot of the stuff I do, there's, you know, programming and stuff. And a lot of that, I was lucky I took geographic information systems yeah. in Olds. And a lot of that kind of ties into this tech space. So, you know, for picking something kind of out of a whim, it's mm-hmm. really worked out well for me. And, and yeah, I, I think it, it's at a point where, you know, these techronomists, they're both going to be knowledgeable in equipment, but they're going to have the boots on the ground aspect too. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to understand You know they're going to know their weeds they're going to know their crops they're going to know the differences you know between their fungicides and their herbicides that combined with technology I really don't I really don't know what farmer would want to hire someone like that for their farm
2: yeah for sure and I think one of the things I remember from your presentation this morning and this is something that we've been thinking about a lot too even on our own farm and in the industry so you talked about all the different programs and software and options and tools and gadgets and so how does a how does a farmer today right now um you know, what do you see? How do, how do they make those decisions? How, do, how are they handling that?
1: We hope that you are enjoying this episode of the Growing the Future podcast. Please take the time to visit our sponsor, Aberhart Egg Solutions at aberharteggsolutions.ca, where you can find innovative solutions that transform your farm. And now, back to the show.
0: Yeah, the I think... It's really tough it's it's not an easy yes or no do this Mm -hmm. or do that question especially what we have now um in my presentation i kind of make the comparison that you know agriculture you know tech right now is a little bit like the wild west Mm -hmm. in terms of there's no real regulations yeah um you and i right now can create an app put it says it does this put it on sale for 99 cents you know maybe we should do that later but uh um and, and get and sell it and you know you're not really held to anything i think the important thing to take away right now from the current tech space is to realize that there's lots of different options out there Mm -hmm. but those options are good you know just because you know neighbor down the road is using this product Mm -hmm. and your other neighbor is doing this product maybe those two just don't fit for you and there's something on the smaller end that you think works quite well you know there's nothing saying that you need to go you know you have to do what this neighbor does or Mm -hmm. that neighbor does it's just you know be a little selfish and and focus on yourself and your farm and and what makes best for you at that current time. And, you know, eventually, you know, just like it always does, technology will, you know, find a way it's working itself out, which I believe it does. And then, you know, more of these different options, will be able to communicate and interconnect with each other down the line. But I think, you know, for now, for the next two, three years, you know worry about you and and make sure that you're doing what's best to yeah. worry about what your neighbors are
2: doing well it's interesting that you mentioned um I mentioned that about the apps and the programs because one one thing that's been coming up a little bit in, in the discussions that i've been having the last uh, couple of weeks is just even there's no rating system there's no you know like no. consumer reports or yeah. four or five stars or here's what this program is really good for here's it's you know strengths and weaknesses kind of thing and so i think you know we're going to see more and more of that stuff. Um, coming at us and so i mean from your experiences uh, working in this industry and working with growers and on the farm what what is the what is the biggest challenges that they have like
0: yeah the so there's kind of two aspects you know from someone working in industry, the biggest challenge i think that we have is getting proper feedback mm-hmm. um you know if we're going out and we're creating something and we send you a survey the grower survey, you know, please do the survey, you know, Mm -hmm. because we're, as much as something may not have worked for you, like we're, we're looking to see what, what works and what doesn't. Right. So it's important that the, you know, the growers and the users are communicating back on our end. um, So we know what to do, you know, essentially to make better. Um, And from the grower standpoint, and, you know, putting my farmer hat on, it sort of all comes down to word of mouth. You know, uh, talk about it. Have open conversations about it. Be knowledgeable about it. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're sitting at home. You got a few minutes, and you have your iPad open. You know, you know. I work for Zarvio. Look up what Zarvio does. Mm -hmm. You know, you know. Take take a quick read. Attend events like this. Mm -hmm. You know, and and really educate yourselves. And as long as you have the knowledge, then when you make that decision, whether it's good or bad, at least you feel you've done your due yeah. diligence. And I think that's all a person can really do right now is almost do their, their own version of testing.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think what's happening, you know, farms are getting, you know, progressing forward, generally getting larger and more complex, right? And, and a lot of farms are looking to utilize uh, other expertise in other areas, whether it's, um, you know, an agronomist or a marketing guy or whatever it may be, and I think this is where a little bit where the college here is is seeing this growing need, and maybe they've been focusing more on the industry <laughs> but i but I feel personally there's there's a growing need for those kind of consultants or services to come to the farm because I mean let's face it most all farms need this in some form or fashion or way like you said and yeah. and everyone's going to need a little different package so i I liken it to uh you know before I think every company was going to chasing building this one platform that was going right. to solve everybody's yeah. problems. And there's just no way that's going to happen. But now, uh, people are starting to, companies are starting to get a little bit more open, uh, open source, allowing things to plug in. And so I liken it to, much similar to your cell phone, you have you know this base operating system, but everybody right. has a, a different layer or set of apps that they use on a daily basis. And some, some of the apps that we use will be the same, yeah. and many will be different, right? Yeah. And so. I think we're we're moving to that, but again, there's no rating system. Um, it takes time to learn these things and adapt them and I think a lot of times growers get frustrated and then they just they just walk away from yeah. it and they walk away from the opportunity to move forward. So um how do you see that unraveling in the next few years?
0: Yeah, and you know, I, I talk about it a bit in my presentation too, you know, with it being a bit of the Wild West and these, you know, different apps and services coming out, you know, a lot of it doesn't take into account kind of sort of three big issues, right, that I kind of see in it. And, and the first being is our short-growing season, mm-hmm. right? We we as farmers, we get into the mix, and the second that that ground is dry enough, put us a seat in the ground, it's yeah. pedal to the metal, and we go. And if a service that we're using or an application that we're using doesn't work or there's some sort of update that comes out in that time, we're, we're going to throw it away yeah. because it disturbed us in the most crucial time. So, you know as these applications are made. That's something we have to be aware of. You know, there is limit- limitation still mm-hmm. with uh, tech technology, especially with the controllers. You know, you have a group like John Deere, that their operations center, you can log in, you can yeah. remote access controllers, troubleshoot from there. You know there's other controllers out there right now that haven't updated their interface since 2007 and you know are just learning to operate with shapefiles now and that's that's a huge disconnect yeah. you know kind of within the market and you know lastly is you know we all grew up on farms you know grew up farming we still have that handshake mentality where mm-hmm. you know we shake someone's hand there's trust and support and that thing better work so as this all shakes out you know to me, all these apps moving forward need to be built open-ended. Yeah. They need to have the ability to plug in with this one, send files this way, send files one way. And it's all going to circle back to data too at the end mm-hmm. of the day because people want to own their data. And, and I love your you know, analogy of using a cell phone and you know, yeah. I use certain apps and you use certain apps and, mm-hmm. and that's really perfect. And I don't know, you know if we'll get there in the next 10 years. Yeah. I, I would really like to think so. But I think as we continue to move at this exponential rate, that's something that's going to be definitely more realistic. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and we're starting to see now a lot more things like agromatics. You know, yeah. can kind of plug in and out with like we're using Trimble ag business software on our farm and stuff yeah. like that. So we're seeing a lot more of those connections, and they're pretty simple, and, and they and they work really well. So yeah, it's it's exciting to see where things things are going to yeah, go. It really is. Yeah. So what else are you excited about? I mean, you you have a lot of passion for for what you're doing. Yeah. And, no,
0: I I definitely do. Um, kind of in doing this presentation and mm-hmm. kind of going through these 10 yeah. years and revisiting a little bit and maybe it's just because I'm back at old's and I have so many good memories here. Um, I'm, I'm really just excited for the next 10 years and, and what those bring has kind of reignited the passion for me. Right. So I'm excited to work on these new projects yeah. and, and see where it will lead. I'm excited to see all the demos out here. You know, you know, uh, you look at something like dot, right. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think, you know, dot has the potential, to really do some some great things yeah. within the industry in, in the right circumstances. Yeah. You know, um, if we want to talk about the candily, you know I think if if I'm a farmer and I have a big quarter section yeah. and I have a small quarter, I can be seeding my big quarter section and if that I have an autonomous unit next yeah. to me going to thing, I think that's just great. Yeah. And you know, it's it's stuff like that. It's it's everything outside the box yeah. that I really get excited about and and those outside the box ideas, some of them are going to fall flat on their face, but that one out of a million that works—that's just yeah. something that's really cool.
2: So I kind of feel—I feel, feel like there's probably a, a good story from memory lane from your time here at <laughs> Old College. Yeah, you got something. There, there
0: yeah, there's several. Um, the, you know, I, I've made, I made like my, some of my best friends here. Yeah. You know, I was just at a wedding um, a few weeks ago when I was in the wedding party for one of my roommates. Um, from college. So, no, even obviously, you know, walking through the courtyard yesterday. Yeah. I got here a bit early and sort of just took a second to to reminisce. And, you know, uh, myself, I had never really been away from home, away from the farm or anything like that. So when I came here, you know, uh, I experienced a lot of personal growth yeah. here and it kind of just kind of brought that all together and I just yeah I got a lot of respect for this place and and the staff and the faculty
2: yeah yeah it seems I mean I, I haven't attended school here but yeah. just I've been working with with Rob a bit and and uh, on the egg smart program and just meeting some of the faculty yeah uh, there seems to be a lot of passion I think they're they're following kind of following the trends in the market or are leading the trends in the market and that's so that's really cool and another thing that I thought about quite a bit I'm curious what your thoughts are is In this morning's presentation, Rob was talking about, you know, the farmer's of consequence. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the stats there of the 2% of farmers is really um, probably quite high. And we think about the farmer's of consequence and the farmers that are working with new technology and pushing things forward, you know, might be as low as 0.2% or 0.1%. And then I start thinking about, you know, typically people like yourself and myself have come out of the industry. We grew up on farms. We grew up surrounded in agriculture. Um, but that demographic of people uh, and and young people going into school is going to be smaller and smaller and smaller and if we're going to be looking to bring in people from outside agriculture more and more and you could look at that as a challenge or you could look at it as an opportunity because these people aren't going to have any of the old stigmas or this is the way it used exactly. to be done yep. and you can't do that in egg because egg is different, right? And, and so I'm curious what your thoughts are on that.
0: Yeah, I think... You know definitely because as as things grows too you know guys like us who grew up on the farm we're gonna have to stay on the farm Mm -hmm. right so we might miss that opportunity to come in and do some some heavy education you know when i when i left the farm to come here it was because we were a family just getting over you know the BSE crisis Mm -hmm. and my dad wanted me to take something that if for some reason you know this our farm or agriculture didn't quite work out i would have something potentially off the farm I could fall back on. But going back to you said, I I really think it's gonna be more I think it's gonna be easier to bring people in. I I really do. Mm -hmm. I think um the urban community, you know, despite what some people might have against biases and stuff, I think there is a knowledge between a good portion of them to learn, Mm -hmm. um especially the younger ones. And I think some of that falls back on us in the industry of targeting, you know, the schools, going in, speaking with them, letting them know that you know, as as Rob said in his presentation this morning, we're not just a red barn with a with <laughs> yeah, a yeah. with a big truck and a big I beard my and overalls. In the truck, I don't, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I usually wear mine all the time. <laughs> um, but going in and just you know, be more open with our communication. Yeah. And I think the more we can do that, and the more that we can show those outside the industry yeah. all the cool things that we are working on mm-hmm. and the sustainability that we're working towards, yeah. I think it'll be pretty easy to draw people in. Yeah. You know, people who maybe. Grow up living in the city, the opportunity to go outside, get their hands dirty, you know, yeah. and learn things hand on. I, I really think it's going to be a little bit of an easier task to fill those roles. Yeah.
2: So, what would you what would you share with the young people of the world, whether they're within AG or outside, but are, are considering, you know, considering a career? What would what would you what would you share with them? Yeah. So,
0: you know, I would. I would just, you know, show them how we've evolved in my presentation. I kind of go through a whole bunch mm-hmm. of different things. I, you know, I have the first autonomous prototype and I ask people, when was that first created? Yeah. It was like 1997 yeah. and here around 2019 and in 97 we're already working on this. I had a picture of the first ever centerline pivot. Yeah, And I asked people, you know, when did you think this idea came? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, oh, you know, 2000, 2001. 1940 is kind wow. of when, yeah. you know, the option actually came through. So letting them realize that... We've already been innovative and we've been working on this stuff for so long. That's what I would share is, mm-hmm. you know, if we have to spike their interest right away, you know, lead with something, you know, like a dot or a spray plane, mm-hmm. right? Something that really sparks the interest. And from there, you can you can go into it and just let them know that, you know, we're more than just what they see in the storybooks,
2: right? Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time yeah, for, the, for the podcast here and, and uh, looking forward to what you're going to do next in the, in the industry. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Yeah,
0: no, I appreciate my first podcast. So yeah. you know, it's pretty, pretty exciting stuff. be amazing. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Terry. Thanks a lot. Thanks.
1: Thanks for listening to the Growing the Future podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for highlights of the show. Also, full-length videos of the show are available on our website, www.growingthefuturepodcast.ca, and on YouTube. We would very much appreciate if you took the time to visit our sponsor, Aberhart Ag Solutions at aberhartagsolutions.ca, where you can find innovative solutions that transform your farm.